0: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. As for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Call me Jackie Robinson, because I'm 42. It's high noon for Sunday, November 1st, 2020. Follow me at the only place that I have left at I'm your moderator, because Instagram and Twitter have taken down my main accounts. I'm your moderator on, on on Instagram. You know what I mean. And I'm on Parler and Cloud Hub. And I'll be on Rumble. The podcast will be on Rumble if somehow they take that down as well. So that's that. But I went to the Beverly Hills Trump extravaganza yesterday. And it was wild. So I got there right after the uh, little Antifa... Black bloc lunatics had beaten up a Trump supporter for no reason, as they do. Uh, The police shut that down and then kept those idiots away from everything else. And the Trump rally itself was magnificent. It honestly looks like it looked like a gay pride parade, although less gay. Although the log cabin Republicans were there, people were there with signs that said LGBT for Trump. It was an incredibly diverse crowd. People of every age, every ethnicity, every religion. There were like Orthodox Jews there. Men and women were split 50-50. Everybody was festive, dressed up in Trump clothing, carrying Trump flags around. Cars would stop and like party with the protesters. Cars were honking all day in support. And this is in Beverly Hills, California. Like, it's the sort of thing that makes you think, wow, maybe L.A. is voting for Donald Trump, too. And I've never seen anything like this here. And it was not even like this in 2008 for Obama. And that's especially interesting to notice the difference because... Obama did an appearance with Biden yesterday in Michigan in front of like 60 cars. And they didn't even pull that one off well. Obama was on stage doing his whole thing and then turned and like screamed, Joe Biden, like to welcome Joe Biden. And Biden was nowhere to be found. He yelled it again. Biden's nowhere to be found. Yelled it again. And it's just like, yeah. This is about what their campaign is. And so very smart, very serious people are like, ooh, Pennsylvania is going to be close. Like, I don't care what the polls say, but Pennsylvania is going to be close. What incredible analysis. Just like everyone else says, wow, you really nailed it. You really went out on a limb there and nailed it. Gosh, so insightful. Donald Trump had 55,000 people at his last rally last night, his fifth of the day. Donald Trump had more people at his rallies in Pennsylvania yesterday by himself than show up for an entire day of the Coachella Festival, which is like 110,000 people is roughly a tie. But sure, sure, people are really going to go out and vote for Joe Biden. I mean, there are certainly enough people committed to voting Democrat and committed to hating Trump that Joe Biden will get votes. But if this media was even close to playing it straight, Donald Trump would have a 90 percent approval rating. And I I've said that a bunch of times. I'm certain that's true. People don't know anything good about what Trump has done. They don't know anything bad about what Biden has done. And they've been exposed to nothing but the central narrative for five years, which says Donald Trump is a hateful racist and misogynist and homophobe. What? How? His cabinet is every bit as diverse as Obama's was. I mean, they're not committing a coup and trying to use the FBI and CIA to steal an election. And they're not going to launch like a two year long investigation, although they should. And by rights, they should. Because the Democrat Party has actually committed real crimes, whereas Donald Trump didn't do anything and they invented crimes. And by the way, something that people don't talk about a lot is the fact that the FBI had an open investigation on Paul Manafort two months before he joined the Trump campaign in 2016 and they did not alert the president to that fact. They just let him hire Manafort with no warning. Do you think that's what they're supposed to do? No, it's not. The FBI also has a current open criminal investigation against Hunter Biden for the financial dealings that his dad was involved in while they were selling United States foreign policy to our foreign adversaries. It is unconscionable what the media has done, and it is unconscionable what people still are able to think about Donald Trump and his supporters. Because none of these people watch rallies. They don't understand at all what Donald Trump is, what he represents, what his people think about him, how much they love him, how much they are committed to him. And the fact that people don't understand that is a travesty. What the media has done is a crime against America and a crime against humanity. They have intentionally diminished an American president while he's in office in every way they possibly could. While we have powerful adversaries across the globe trying to destroy the country, China is trying to co-opt America, okay? This isn't a conspiracy theory. It is a fact There is a reason that the Democrats and all of the old guard are 100% in lockstep with Chinese priorities. And these people who tell you that they're smart and serious and moral are voting for a man who is literally compromised by our adversaries right now, right now, and they're confidently voting for him. And so I am still locked out of Instagram, as I said, and, you know, there were some people reaching out yesterday to me trying to figure out exactly how this happened or exactly what I posted. And it's funny, you know, and I'm not comparing the actions at all. I'm only comparing the mindset, but you're not supposed to ask a victim of a crime if Maybe they had done something to encourage it, or maybe they had read the situation. We're just supposed to believe victims, right? But when the state and state coordination with tech companies and media companies, when they destroy people's lives, when they literally, intentionally suppress political speech Everyone's first question is, well, what did you post? Did you post something naughty? No, I didn't. And the truth is that even if I had, it would not be justified. There is nothing that justifies this censorship. And it's not simply that they're private companies. I'm not questioning the fact that they are allowed to do it. But when they are silencing speech on one side, In coordination with a political party, then what we have is not a private company operating for its own good in a market. What we have is a private company operating for the benefit of state actors and against the citizenry. Every bit of that is a dystopian nightmare and people are concerned if maybe i posted something from a naughty site that's pathetic and people were like oh i'm you know we're going to really have to do something about the tech companies after these after the election and i'm like what do you mean you're voting for joe biden how do you expect that's going to work at best they'll offer up some weak solution But there's no reason to think that after these tech companies help the Democrats win political power, that the Democrats are going to somehow turn around and shut them down. Who in the world could ever believe that? Like, corrupt people don't get more power and then punish those that helped them to get that power. That's how corruption works. If corrupt people turned around and punished the people that helped them get power, their corruption wouldn't be very effective. And of course it is very effective. They just so happened to lose the 2016 election. And thank goodness they did. I don't say this enough, but I am so thankful for the people who were able to see through this stuff in a way that I was not in 2016. And every day I'm so grateful that they had the intestinal fortitude and the strength and the conviction to go out and vote for Donald Trump when I was trying to convince people to do the exact opposite. I'm thankful for that every day because those people saved America. For four more years. And it is all of our responsibility to go out and do that again. I don't care if you think Donald Trump is rude or that he's not good at communicating. That stuff doesn't matter at all. You're not voting for your new best friend. And the people that think that that is what they're voting for with Joe Biden oh, well, he's a very nice, kind man who's going to unify the country. Are you crazy? And what they what they mean, by the way, when they talk about unity and unification is not that the country actually gets unified. It's that they are spoken to with the one voice they like again. But that's not what happens in regimes like this. Especially not when you elect a man who is clearly compromised, and clearly senile and losing his mind more and more every day. Joe Biden does not have the strength to make decisions. Joe Biden doesn't even write his own tweets. Joe Biden was a shell of a man then, and he's a shell of a man now. He's a shell of that shell. He was he has always been corrupt. And it is known and it is proven And the evidence is there. Despite what the media tells you. The evidence is everywhere. He has enriched his brother, Jim, who used to run around the world doing these favors for him and run around the country to the banks and the credit card companies whose bidding Joe Biden did for decades, pushing America further and further into debt. And now Hunter does it around the world. His son He's in an active criminal investigation by the FBI right now for stuff he did on Joe Biden's behalf that Joe Biden is directly connected to. They have confirmed the laptop is real. They have verified the information on it. The FBI has all of that. And they've talked to Tony Bobolinsky And confirmed his information. And the news doesn't cover it. They intentionally do not cover it. I know I've said this stuff a million times. It's unbelievable to me that so many people do not see what's going on right now. And they're so conditioned to call it crazy, even though they have no idea what's going on. And even though they've watched Friends and people in their lives get canceled for stuff that they know they didn't do, and they watch these people walk through their ruined lives with no chance for redemption, they don't care. They think, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't have done that. It's a pretty pretty rough time right now. That's insanity. That's madness. People that think That my account should have been taken down? These are dangerous people. And they're saying I was posting dangerous things. Why? Because I'm telling you that the polls aren't right. That voter fraud is happening and that Hunter Biden's laptop matters. Oh, and that masks don't work. Yeah, I know. That's all very dangerous factual information. We wouldn't want all that factual information to get out so that Americans could actually make informed decisions about the future of their country and the future of the world. What sort of America do we have when there's only one voice left and is the one that the political party in power approves of? And let's be clear, it's not about Republican and Democrat. It's about Trump or not Trump. Because if it's not Trump, things go back to the way they were before, but not in terms of the lifestyle we get to live, only in terms of the way that we are communicated to. You think that they're going to regulate social media and take away power from the tech giants in a way that's going to allow people like me to have more freedom of speech. What about the last seven months has shown you that there is any possibility of that? You know, I'm sorry. These people, man, they, they come at me and they think that they're trying to be supportive and be friends. Oh yeah. That really sucks that that happened to you, man. Yeah. That's really wrong. Oh, it's wrong. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your support, telling me that it's, that it's wrong in your loose and tepid terms while you pull the lever for a corrupt dead man and a dirty cop who's the most insincere person on the planet. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for enabling a full lifetime of more of that. And people call this fear-mongering. It's not, man. It's not. What do places become when there is no opposition to the power structure? We know what they become. We can look at China and see one right now. We have Anthony Fauci out there telling us that things are going to really hurt. Everything's really dangerous this winter. We really need to take drastic action or nothing's going to get better. Gretchen Whitmer's planning on fully locking down Michigan on Thursday. Gavin Newsom is still in office. Gavin Newsom right now is suppressing the decision in a court case from October 21st, where at the end, the judge said, That she would have a decision in short order about whether or not Gavin Newsom's emergency powers were still constitutional or had ever been, as he just creates more and more laws and regulations by himself with a legislature that is fully Democrat or nearly fully Democrat, to be accurate, and does not challenge him. If Trump loses, do we have any expectation that the recall of Gavin Newsom is actually going to be counted correctly and go through? I don't have any expectation of that. Do I think we've fallen short on the signatures? Hell no. There were p- multiple booths at the Trump event yesterday in Beverly Hills where there was somewhere between five and 10,000 people there who just came out to spend their afternoons there. They're doing it again today, by the way. And they have booths set up petitioning the recall of Gavin Newsom. And this has been going on for months. The idea that there aren't enough angry Californians happy to sign that is nuts. I've seen it myself. We've done those petitions ourselves before, my friends and I. We have no expectation whatsoever that any of this stuff is going to be handled properly if Donald Trump loses. Pelosi and the Democrats will enact some massive multi-trillion dollar COVID relief package that is not needed except for direct payments to citizens who are struggling But she's going to bail out California and New York, make these state debts go away, push us further into debt as a country, further into control by the Fed and the Chinese. This is not a conspiracy. This is reality. This is what's happening. It is so naive and ignorant. To imagine that just because you hate Donald Trump, the Democrats are good and that they have your best interests at heart. They have no one's interests at heart. They can talk all they like about the blacks and the Hispanics because they believe that identity groups vote in one direction and they're just going to have them forever and ever. And why do they believe that? Because they can manipulate how they vote. Not by telling them who to vote for, of course, but by going to their houses, harvesting their ballots, telling them who to vote for, telling them how important their vote is. This is an American crisis, okay? I hope everybody's taking this stuff seriously. They are telling us what is gonna happen if they lose violence in the streets rioting, looting, and then weeks or months of legal battles so that they can override the results of another free and fair election that Donald Trump has already won one of. And in the meantime, the media is driving the narrative that Joe Biden is leading, but the polls are tightening and the polling companies are still spitting out like results that Donald Trump is down eight in Wisconsin, down 17 in Wisconsin, down eight in Michigan, down in Pennsylvania. They're saying that Democrats have a chance to win Texas and Georgia. Can anyone possibly believe that? And of course, the answer is yes. Biden voters do believe that. Because they don't know anything about this stuff. Do you think for a second That if Texas were up for grabs, Donald Trump wouldn't be there every day defending traditionally Republican territory. Of course he would. Texas is massive. It is a huge electoral college victory to win Texas. Donald Trump is not in danger in Texas. He is not in danger in Georgia. And he's not in danger in Florida. He's up in Iowa. The Democrats are trying to protect Minnesota now, which they will most likely lose. He's having 35,000 person rallies on a regular basis in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania. And Joe Biden, with Barack Obama next to him, attracts 60 cars. There's no one there cheering and screaming. There's no one there chanting. There's no one telling Joe Biden that the country loves him. Who do you think the voters are out there in real America who are going to go vote for Joe Biden? But of course, Biden voters are always online. And so they believe whatever's online, even though whatever's online is intentionally slanted To what they want to see and read and hear. There is a red wave coming. And these people's heads are going to explode. And they are going to be mean and irrational and violent. And the media will help them. The tech companies will silence us. And silence everything about the election. Twitter is talked about and Facebook have talked about not allowing Donald Trump to declare victory there until all the votes are counted. That's what they're going to keep saying. All the votes have to be counted. That's why they're extending deadlines in California and Pennsylvania and North Carolina. They're trying to pretend that something about this election is going to make it impossible for them to count the ballots. But that's not true. It's not true. They've always done it before. And turnout is higher this year, which very bad analysts like National Review's Jim Garrity, who, God damn it, has to be the least insightful person on the center right that I have ever seen. The guy knew nothing about the coronavirus and was wrong all the time. He's still scared. And he knows nothing about the election. I listened to a podcast with him the other day. God, I was embarrassed for him. He just says the same things everyone else says. Well, you know, it's going to be close here. It's going to be close there. Well, I could see this one going either way. Oh, really, Jim? Gosh. I could get analysis like that from a quarter. I could flip a quarter and get better analysis than Jim Garrity gives. He also makes terrible jokes, which God is the worst thing to hear. Like unfunny people trying consistently to be funny is the worst. It's the worst in writing and it's the worst in talking. And it's so bad when like news anchors and sports center anchors do it. That is the worst. It's also terrible when politicians do it and aren't funny, which is why it's so nice to have a genuinely hilarious president. But he's not joking. He says it so many times. It has to be true. No, when Trump supporters and Trump himself chant 12 more years, we are making fun of liberals. We are not really claiming that Donald Trump should be president forever. We want four more years so he can rid the country of the political disease, the cancer that it has had. For the last 40 years from Democrats and Republicans and every institution in the old guard and China, China. And that's it. And, you know, I'm so over the idea that voting for Trump is somehow an act of stupidity. It is not an act of stupidity. It is an act of faith. Faith in the country as it was conceived Despite its imperfections, faith in our fellow citizens, faith in the information that we can get and share on our own, despite the media and tech's best efforts to deceive us. Faith in each other and faith in the fact that Donald Trump actually is telling us the truth. The story he tells is true. Does he have every fact right all the time? No, he doesn't. Does he exaggerate sometimes? Yes. But the story he is telling us is true. And we are going to see that it is true. And that's what it's all about. And I'm not going to make this a long one. I'm going to hit it right at a half an hour. I'm doing this for you guys, especially because it's on a weekend. I'm not trying to make this a long one. So I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to Hope's Fall. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, i'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast.